and you can see uh, his rings, his Heisman trophies, uh, a lot of the plaques and other uh, accomplishments that he he had over his period of time as both a player and as a coach. And behind us, you can actually see all the helmets of all the teams that he was involved with during his career as a uh, as a football player and a football coach. So this is a special place. We're very fortunate to be able to have our podcast broadcasted live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And uh, because we're the official law firm of the Florida Gators, we have some really good giveaways that we are honored to be able to give up uh, moving forward. Uh, it's going to be uh, volleyball season, football season, and of course, uh, as we move forward, there'll be more and more sports. But uh, for the initial future, the, the first um, volleyball tickets that we're giving out this weekend is for the uh, Alabama game. And we're giving away a four-pack, meaning four tickets, plus a $50 Harry gift card uh, to a winner who wants to in, to win the volleyball tickets. You go to our Facebook page at Meldon Law, or you can go to our Instagram account. And uh, if you have any issues finding it, just give us a call at 352-373-8000, and we'll tell you how to enter in for the free four-pack and 50 Dollar Harry's gift card, and we're also giving away another two pack of tickets and a twenty-five dollars Harry gift card uh, for the volleyball uh, women's volleyball uh, match versus Alabama. If you don't know much about UF women's volleyball, we have a great team. It's exciting. It's in the O Dome. It's air conditioned, and it takes about two hours to watch a full volleyball match. So it's a great night out if you want to go to Harry's, grab some food, and then go check out the volleyball uh, tournament uh, volleyball match. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, we're also doing uh, an interesting four-pack uh, of tickets uh, that we're giving away, which is not Gator-related, and that is to the REO Survivor concert uh, on September 24th. I believe it is the um, it's the tribute bands. I'm not sure. Are you sure? Do you know if it's actually REO and Survivor that's performing in Ocala? I think it's a tribute. It's a tribute band. Okay, so Mike's also giving me some assist here, but <laughs> but we're giving away four free tickets. Uh, it's a it's a Wind FM concert. They do you know they're the local uh, rock and roll radio um, FM station there. So we're going to be giving away four packs of those tickets as well. You can go to our um, website www.meldenlaw.com or our Facebook page, the Meldon Law Facebook page, to be able to enter in for those four pack of tickets. And then the last promo is actually for the beginning of October, October 1st to 2nd. We are going to be uh, promoting the Ocala Home Show at the World Equestrian Center. For those folks out there who have not been to the World Equestrian Center, uh, you need to go because it is hard to describe the massiveness of it and how well, it, uh, I mean, it's incredible. It's like the Taj Mahal of North Central Florida. I think it's it's going to be attracting people to Ocala for decades to come. And uh, something like that is is worth visiting, even if it's for a, a home show and not a horse show. I think you'll get the gist of how big and how magnificent uh, those grounds are. So that is uh, also we're giving away tickets to that on our uh, Facebook page as well. So that's the uh, the giveaway announcements for today. We're done with that. I've done my duty uh, with the giveaway announcements, and we can get into the fun part, uh, which is talking about Mike and uh, why he's here today. So Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. 
Um, Mike Milner, you, you're from the Ocala Mountain Bike Association. Uh, are you from Ocala originally? Uh, originally from Detroit. Okay. Uh, I moved down after high school and then moved a few places in Florida, and then my folks settled in the Ocala area, and we've kind of been here ever since. So I'm assuming Detroit doesn't have very many mountains, right? They do not. Okay. In Ocala, I'm it's more, it's more an urban thing. <laughs> it's more in, of an urban <laughs> It's more of an urban thing. So so and Ocala, of course, doesn't have any freestanding mountains or big mountains. None. So how did you get into mountain biking? So the and, and the club, by the way, loves that mm-hmm. response. Yeah. You know, we bring people to the trails and they show up and they say, Mountain biking, but, but you don't have any mountains in mm-hmm. Florida. So we, we take them about 40 miles out into the woods, and they realize they have to pedal all the way 40 miles out and 40 miles back, and then they come back with a bigger respect for mountain biking. Oh, oh so, yeah. Well, we're going to get into the trails in a few minutes. It's certainly an eye-opener for sure. But so how did you – so, you know, when did you first start mountain, mountain biking yourself? So I had been – I always cycled in school when mm-hmm. I was in elementary school, middle school, high school. Didn't ride a bike or be on a bike for – many, many years after that, and one of my good buddies is a uh, major with Lake County, and he pretty much twisted my arm and said, let's go mountain biking, come on, everything's free, you can just go any, you know, go wherever you want, and then you start buying gear, mm-hmm. and you find out it's really not so free after all. No, it's not free at all. And the this and the that yeah. and the pads. So, long story short, we, he twisted my arm, I bought a, you know, bought an entry-level mountain bike, and, mm-hmm. and I said, well, if I do it for six months and I like it. I'll keep doing it if I don't like it. You know, I'll sell the bike and no harm done. Mm-hmm. So, and I ended up going out there, and of course, you meet the people that are out there, and they're just a fantastic group of, you know, just the best volunteers you can find. So, you were already in Ocala when you first started mountain biking. Absolutely. Okay. It was about 2016. I, you know, got back on a bike mm-hmm. and went out there and discovered the trails. And we're going to talk about the trails because this is really something that a lot of people in north central florida do not know but it's really incredible what is out there in ocala uh before we do that i want to talk a little bit about what is your formal formal title with the mountain bike association of ocala i'm the current president okay so uh, if you have any questions uh, this is the man to ask he's the president and uh you know he's he knows what's going on uh, with santos and and essentially this uh, worldwide attraction that you guys have sitting there near the Ocala National Forest, correct? Uh, it's, it's actually on the Cross Florida, Marjorie Harris Carr, Cross Florida Greenway State Park. Oh, so it is considered a state park? It is a state park. Well, there you go. So it's protected so uh, future cyclists can uh, enjoy it as well. Um, so without further ado, let's talk a little bit about Santos Trails, okay? okay. Uh, what are Santos Trails? So Santos Trails originated back in uh, around 90, 1994, mm-hmm. and it was a small group of volunteers that went out and basically formed the club, created a partnership with the state, you know, with the with the land managers from the Greenway, and we basically were signed up to build and maintain trails through volunteer efforts on, on the trail system. So the trail system as it sets today is probably, it's a little over 100 miles of wow. single track. Wow. Um, of course, it was nothing at that point. Yeah. You know, so every bit of that's been built since 94. Um, How do you build bike trails? Well, first, you, you need to have a creative eye. Okay. And some of the folks from, some of our forefathers from the club had, had a great eye, and they went out, and you, you basically go for a big, long walk in the woods mm-hmm. and picture yourself on a mountain bike going through that terrain. Um, there's things about, you know, how you place a trail, where you place it, water drain off, 
you know, if you build it wrong, it just roots out, and first time it rains, it'll it'll yeah. wash away, and then you don't have a trail anymore. So, you know, the the important part is to build in harmony with nature that's already there. Mm-hmm. You know, a single track is, you know, it's 10 inches wide, you know, a trail going through the woods. Wow. So, you know, our, our impact to the actual land is very minimal, and it gives you, you know, over 100 miles of, of adventure out in the woods to, you know, basically go for a ride and clear your head. And, and it's, I, when I first got involved with the club, you know, that was what it was. It was a ride in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, you drop everything else, else off, you hit the woods, and you're just a guy on a bike taking a ride. And Santos Trails is located in North Ocala, right, near the, uh, kind of in the northern part of Marion County? We are just, just south of Ocala. Oh, just south of Ocala. Yeah. So if you're oh. on 441 and you're going south, when you hit the sheriff's substation where the where the road splits, mm-hmm. uh, that region through there was going to be the Barge Canal, mm-hmm. the cross-Florida Barge Canal. And it has now that whole band of land, which goes from the Atlantic Ocean to the Gulf side. You know, it's a green band now. That's the Greenway Park. Mm-hmm. So all of that was protected land. And that was, uh, if anybody's familiar with Marjorie Harris Carr, she was a conservationist and she fought the barge canal tooth and nail oh when was this uh this was it it originally started building i think it was in the 1800s it was Mm -hmm. a long time ago it shut down for a long time Mm -hmm. then it fired back up after world war ii and it was kind of a construction project where it would put people to work so Mm -hmm. they re-energized it and they started building again and then of course that's when she got involved and she advocated for not putting this thing through florida interesting i did not know that i see i learn things on the podcast all the time so let me ask you this uh what is is santos trails when you say trails are they just bike trails are they walking trails like uh you know is there what what does it encompass so the, the the greenway park uh the entire cross florida greenway it has it hosts equestrian trails mm-hmm. it hosts um hiking trails biking trails the Florida Trail goes through there, which is a hiking trail that goes from east to west across Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we all kind of coexist in that space. So there's areas that are only, you know, for biking, only for horses. Uh, in the last few years now, the, a paved trail mm-hmm. has been put all the way through Santos. That will eventually connect, and you'll be able to go from the Atlantic Ocean all the way over to the Gulf side. Cool. Riding a bike on a paved trail. That's incredible, yeah. right? So it's, it, it is pretty cool. Are you so? Do you do distance? Uh, do you, I know you you're a, you're into mountain biking. And for those people out there, at least me, I associate mountain bikes with you know the shocks in the front, the shocks in the back. They have the gears on the front, but it's it's not for long distance riding, right? It's mostly short, it's, relatively short distance. Some of my riders would disagree. Okay. Well, what's <laughs> yeah, let me ask so, you this then? What's the longest trail, the mountain bike trail that you guys have in Santos? Well, we we host every year when we do our our big event, which is a Fat Tire Festival. We have an epic fifty mile mountain bike. Ride. Wow. Well, that so, would disagree. Yeah, that would be fifty miles on a mountain bike, and I and I did it one time. I did it about six months into riding bikes, and yeah. it was it was hard. Yeah, that's like driving from Gainesville to Ocala yeah, on a bike. On, yeah. a bike. on a bike in in with uh, elevation. And we're going to go to a break in a, in a couple minutes. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about the elevation and, and the difficulty of Santos Trails. And when we come back, we can discuss it in more depth. Absolutely. Depth, But, you know, mountain, bike, mountain biking trails obviously connote mountains, right? Like that's the, the traditional Absolutely. definition of mountain biking. How, is, how would you 
characterize this as, as a mountain biking experience in Ocala. So the Ocala area and Santos in particular, it boasts, you know, one of our things listed on our web pages is that we supply something for everybody. Mm -hmm. So we have freestyle areas where you can jump bikes. We have, uh, the majority of the trails are built on what, what would have been the barge canal. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of the barge canal had been dug, mm -hmm. you know, so the elevation we're using and utilizing to make the trails is the old, you know, the old bed that would have become the canal one day. Mostly, I would assume, limestone type. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, mostly limestone. And so there, it's pretty, the structural integrity is there. It's not washing out a lot of the trail. Some, uh, some does, yeah, yeah, some does. Some <laughs> does. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of it, we come in. A lot of it, we, you're able to go up and down and, and actually Absolutely. have a true mountain bike biking experience and use your shocks and the parts oh, of the certainly. bike that are designed, you know, to to you know, navigate technical parts of the trail. You have a rock. You yeah. have, you know, there's rock slide areas, climbing areas, all of the area where the dirt was dug up and stacked. Mm -hmm. We're climbing that too, you know. So wherever we like I said, our trail builders, when we go out, we, you, you have to pick something that's cool. You have to make it interesting for yep. whoever's riding it. All right. Well, we're going to a break. We'll be back, and we have some more fun stories to talk about. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this. Look. Look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me. It's your fault. It's not my fault. Yes, it is your no, fault. Not, not I am calling fault. Jeffrey Maldon from Maldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, person no, lives here. Wait, this person lives here. He might. New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. I thought I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home. And we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Okay, we're back here at Meldon Law and Friends. I have not told Mike this yet, but actually, uh, if you can, obviously you can see I have a beard on TV here today. Uh, the last time I did not have a beard was about three years ago. And I was in Telluride, Colorado, and I happened to be there during the summer, and one day I decided to go mountain biking. And the way it worked in Telluride is you take a ski lift up, and um, then you ride down these trails that zigzag down the mountain. And it was very, very difficult. I had mountain biked when I was a kid. I was a BMX racer. I thought it was going to be simple, and it was not so simple. And uh, me and my then girlfriend, uh, who's no longer my girlfriend, but we were out there mountain biking together. She could not get down the trail, so she decided to uh, take her bike and go down the side of the mountain, uh, walking it down, which was very dangerous. And uh, I followed her on my bike, resulting in me going uh, over the handlebars, and <laughs> I destroyed my entire face. And I still think I have a, a scar right here on my lip which is covered by my beard. So that's my, uh, so beard, that's my intro. Yes. Now, huh? Not, I'm not trying to dissuade anyone from uh, mountain biking out there, but make sure you do wear your helmet. I was wearing a helmet and, uh, you know, uh, that was probably a little bit more advanced than I was, than me and her were, were supposed to be doing because it, it's hard 
when you're going down, even when you're going downhill. It's harder to walk the bike down the hill than it is to ride it. Was, it. I yeah, know, absolutely. I know. So, so, but I, I will tell you, I'm still going mountain biking because it's fun, it's great exercise, and it's a great opportunity for you to get out in nature and enjoy it. So without further ado, I want to talk to Mike a little bit more about Santos. Uh, first of all, you know, you were talking about, you know, the, the trails and how there's, there's a, you know, uh, the Fat Tire Fest, which we'll talk, I want to talk about in a little bit. But for those listeners out there that, you know, have never been mountain biking before, uh, but want to try to explore, you know, the opportunity to go mountain biking, like you were when you first decided, your friend said, let's go mountain biking, you bought your bike. Does, is Santos a good fit for them at this point? or should Absolutely. they? Okay. So you do have trails for beginners, intermediates, and advanced. Any any of the trails in our trail system are marked using IMBA, mm-hmm. like the International Mountain Biking Association colors. And the reason we and we just swap to all of those colors as part of the you know we have guests that come from Europe all you know everywhere. So wow. the IMBA standards on our trails let somebody know. I'm on the trail for me, or I probably don't want to ride this one. Do you know the colors off the top of your head? I, I do. Okay. So the the old colors were yellow, uh, blue, and red. Uh-huh. And then we changed to the Imba colors, which are green, blue, and black. Like skiing. Kind of. You yeah. just. I, th- I think they are the same colors for that. Green reason. is easy, yep. beginning, uh, intermediate so is you have, blue. And yeah. then the black has a single diamond or a double diamond. Yes. You know, which is very cool. harder, harder, and you expert. might not make it back out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to know what you're doing. So you have expert trails uh, at Santos if you want to, if, if someone from overseas or Absolutely. other parts of the country want to come in and check them out. And the idea is something for everybody. Yeah. You know, the, the local shops, there's three or four local really fantastic bike shops. And those shops, most of them rent bikes. So, you know, for a just a rider saying, you know, it might not be for me. Yeah. You show up, you know, give them a little bit of your money, get a set of pedals and a helmet from them, and you basically have a mountain bike for the day. You know, bring a couple buddies along, and you can try the trails. So what what are um, what's the cost of, 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 you know, being able to go in the, in the park? Uh, to get into the park, there's no cost. Oh, wow. Like I said, it, yeah. it is free everywhere you go where you want to ride a bike. There are some parks that are pay parks. Mm-hmm. Any of them on the state land, you show up and you ride. Wow. You know, the gear, once you get biking, that, that was the kind of bait and switch when I started. Everything's <laughs> free. Everything's free till you till you buy a bike. And So it really is. So what in terms of uh, renting a bike, uh, if they how do, how do people contact you so you can give them the information on how to get a bike so you can they can bring it out there and well and they ride. they would contact directly to one of the bike shops local okay. to the to the trailhead and you know you make a basically a little contract with them to rent the bike for the day okay you know it's half day or all day i'm not sure how their rental thing works because of course i bought my bike when i went out there right and but you basically put you know you go in there and sign some paperwork and make sure you know you leave your driver's license number and stuff in case you you know drive your bike halfway across florida and don't come back uh, but basically, if you love the bike, yeah. you come back and you want to buy the bike, the price of the rental comes off at most of the shops, and then you buy a bike. You know, So they do it to get you on a bike and maybe, maybe sell you a bike. What would you recommend a cyclist bring with them uh, when they go on the trails? Uh, for, you know, if you're going there for a day and you're just going to rent a bike and you're going to try it, you want to bring a hydration pack, mm-hmm. camelback or something, uh, plenty of water. You want to bring whatever food you need, mm-hmm. and the rest of it is, you know, helmet and whatever pedals you like to use. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could it, probably rent a helmet too. I'm assuming. At, well, they'll, they'll. I think they give you a helmet with the rental. Oh, but cool. If you, if you That's already have nice. one, you can bring your own. Certainly. 
Um, and the rest of it is, you know, just whatever riding gear you ride in, something comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and ride the bike. So do you guys do any events out there on Santos? Uh, there are several smaller events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partner with some of the local, you know, the different race companies that come in and they'll host, you know, we do a 12 hours of Santos race. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when is our, that usually? Uh, um, you know, I, I, I'd have to look. I, I don't remember. It's the like month, once a year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a once a year annual. Okay. Uh, of course, our big that the club puts on, we do our Fat Tire Festival, which is the second week of March. Okay, so that's good. So you have some time to prepare for that. that. Absolutely. So tell, tell the audience a little bit about the Fat Tire Festival. So the Fat Tire Festival, when the club was young, the first Fat Tire Festival, I think they said 24 people showed up. Okay. You know, so that was, you know, Intimate. way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, a bunch of people standing around, you know, and it was small and young. Today, you know, our, our annual, it's in excess of 12,000 visitors come now to the Fat Tire Festival. How long is this festival? Uh, it, it runs from in the middle of the week. Uh-huh. I, I don't know the exact dates this month, this year, but it, it runs from the second week of March. Uh-huh. Starts on Wednesday. We start moving in. That's incredible. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the, really, the event itself is Thursday to, to Sunday. That's incredible. So 12,000 uh, attendees. Now, are they all riding, or is it just people some watching? Them, yeah, some of them ride. I mean, Gosh. we have a big vendor midway that we set up, and vendors mm-hmm. bring all of their demo bikes and set up we have different food trucks that, that show up apparel. cool you know so if, if you're curious you want to yeah. ride a bike that's all free to get into the vendor midway you can show up and test drive bikes all day if you want to is there a website where we can check this out absolutely like uh, what how you know how would we find uh, more information about these festivals including the fat tire festival which sounds awesome absolutely yeah. we have uh, santosfattire.com mm-hmm. is is the actual fat tire website which will give you information on on all of the events that go on um the event has live music for a couple of the nights you know so it's it's a pretty cool time and as well the epic ride you know that we host that ride every every year Mm -hmm. and that's 50 miles on a mountain bike and of course you go out there and try and prove that you have what it takes to to do 50 miles that's an endurance test um the uh our our main website is is omba.org O-M-B-A dot O-M-B-A.org. dot org. So you can start off on omba.org and go from, I'm sure there's hyperlinks within the website to be able to Absolutely. go. So that's where we would start. Uh, Mike, this is really cool. There's so much information that we can go through. I'm going to try to pick a couple questions I have um, before we have to uh, sign out in, in a few minutes. But I guess my, my next question is, you know, if people want to be part of your organization, you know, what would you suggest how they start? Who do they contact? What's the process in that? So two ways to start and to volunteer. Uh, we do a first and third Saturday of every month. We try to do some kind of a work day where we pick a part in the park, mm-hmm. you know, that needs a little help and a little love, and we go out there and dig. It might be wood repair, trail trimming, trail building. We're building a couple new trails right now as well. Cool. Um, any volunteers that would like to get involved or get more information on the club, the omba.org website, mm-hmm. of course, has all. And then you just show up for a work day. 
Is, uh, is there a annual membership fee or a monthly membership fee to be a member of OMBA? So to join OMBA, we have several different memberships. You have an individual membership, which is $25 a month okay. or, or, or a year. A right, year. Annually. So uh, that's like $2.50 a month. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty low. Or, or less than that, yeah. I guess. So it's, it's really, really low. It's and, good. of course, all, all of the funds that, that the club raises, whether it's the Fat Tire Festival or any of the other items, uh, many of our business partners will, will give donations to the club to help mm-hmm. us do what we do. Uh, we try to maximize every bit that we can put in the dirt, you know, and, and bring it out there to the trails to help maintain and build cool new stuff for our riders. Cool. And in terms of, you know, the future, where do you see – Santos moving. I know that this Fat Tire Festival sounds like it's a worldwide attraction. Is there, I mean, are we going to keep moving, you think, into that growth phase with regards to this trail? I think, I think the, you know, to, to hit 12,000 uh, people coming and, you know, the people that come once, they come again and again and again mm-hmm. because it is a fantastic time out in the woods. Um, we could grow it more, but, you know, it's an intimate setting right now and mm-hmm. it's, it's, so it's, if it grows, it grows. If it does, you know, if it grows, we'll manage it. If mm-hmm. it doesn't grow and it stays, it, it's pretty big right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, you know, in, in the the repeat people every year, you 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 get to sit around in the campfire and hang mm-hmm. out with people that you've become friends with. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty awesome to get back get and back it, to it every. And year. it's not like a surfing. You know, when you go to when you go to surf, there's always territories, and the uh, the advanced surfers won't let you on their territory. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's a welcome environment for all people, right, that want to go and, and ride Santos. You, you may get the occasional more advanced <laughs> rider that might come by talking a little smack to you yeah. on the trails. But, you know, the mountain biking community, by and large, as a whole, yeah. you know, it's people that get stuff done. Yeah. You know, to go out and mountain bike, it's not easy. No, you know, it's not. So the people I promise who, you, who I can't know. hack it, they're at home on the couch. Yep. You know, so you will find your, your doers out in the woods you know so it's a good place to meet positive people do you ever uh, i know there's some trails out here in gainesville the san Velasco mm-hmm, trails there and, is. but they're nothing close to what santa's oh, offers. San, san Velasco is a really good trail system too okay you know, they've, they've put a lot of a lot of sweat equity in in those trails as well you know we have in and around florida you have great trails in tampa you have great trails in lakeland okay you know so know there that. is there is a lot of opportunity to ride so this is great. So it's a brand. So if people want a, a, a healthy um, outdoor activity to be able to, you know, discover new things. Mountain biking may be a perfect opportunity Absolutely. for them to Fantastic to get started. And you and you said you got started in 2016, right? I got started. Yes, yeah, so got so, started again in 16. So. so it's never too late, you know. Uh, I like I said, I tried it last year. I'll try it again, even though I, I or, or not last year, three or four years ago, and I'll try it again, even though it did not end uh, uh, perfectly for me. It, it, it is, I think, as long as you're not driving off the side of the mountain, it's a pretty safe activity if you stay Absolutely. within stay your, within your, your colors. No, no, yeah, know yeah. your range and stay <laughs> Green, then range. blue, then black, then double black in that order, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's green are the easy ones. Blue yeah. is in the middle. Yeah, blue is intermediate. Yeah. And, and blue is really where you're going to grow your skills. Okay. And then black, you ride once you, you know, you've mastered do you have the street location, perchance, of Santos or where people would go if they uh, I do not know the exact address, but, but if, if you Google the Santos trailhead, it, it, it comes right So right Google up. Santos on 80th Avenue. So you can Google Santos trailhead. It's south of Ocala, mm-hmm. and it's a, a great opportunity. Mike, we have about 40 seconds before uh, we end the show. Is there you want to give your information once again for the website and anything else you want to let the audience know? Certainly. Uh, you have the uh, – 
omba.org is our main website. There's, of course, Santos. Uh, FatTireFestival.com is another. Uh, if you want to reach out direct to the club, we have an info at omba.org web mm-hmm. address or an email address where you can send something direct. Or show up first or you know, first or third Saturday of each month and work with us, and most of us are there. So Love it. You can meet the crew. All right. Well, Mike, thank awesome. you for coming on. And uh, we want to thank you, Mike Milner, from the Ocala Mountain Bike Association. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, good luck, and we'll see you soon. Got a little something to give you. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this. Look. Look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me. It's your fault. It's not my fault. Jesse, it is your no, fault. Not, not, I am not. calling Jeffrey Maldon from Maldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, guy's no, here. Honey. This guy's lady. He might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty Shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster. Luckily, Mountain Law is the only official warfare partner of the Florida Gator. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Mountain Law is going to help you with your recovery. Mountain Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Okay, we're back here at Meldon Law and Friends. This is our weekly podcast. We have been doing this for almost two years since um, COVID started, and we have not missed a week. We're nearing on 200 uh, guests. 
which is crazy because uh, I can't believe we find such amazing people to come talk to us. But today's no exception. We have a great guest. We just had Mike Milner from the Ocala Mountain Bike Association who was talking about uh, 12,000 people come from all over the world uh, for a week uh, festival in Ocala for this Fat Tire Fest. I didn't even know about it. There's like bands there. And I mean, so I always learn every something really cool. And I'm sure Rennie Henderson sitting next to me will be no exception. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, Rennie's uh, incredible background. I think uh, those listeners out there from North Central Florida will probably be like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that or I know that because she's got uh, a really um, intricate uh, relationship with North Central Florida. Before we do that, let me once again talk about the podcast giveaways. Once again, you go to our Facebook page, Meldon Law Facebook page, and there, we're doing giveaways for uh, volleyball versus Alabama, and that's on September 21st. The REO uh, Speedwagon Survivor concert on September 24th. I think, and maybe you know, I think that's a, um, uh, what's that called when they're not the actual bands? Cover bands. Cover bands, yes. yes. I think that's cover bands. So just to be clear out there, I do not think it's REO Speedwagon <laughs> and Survivor that are playing Ocala, but it could be. Um, so you got to check our, our Facebook page to find out. We're giving away free uh, four-pack of tickets. And then we're also going to give away tickets to the Ocala Home Show at the World Equestrian Center, which is October 1st and 2nd. If you have not been to the World Equestrian Center, as Rennie's going to tell you, it's like the Taj Mahal of North Central Florida. I've been out there a few times, and every time I go out there, I discover something new. And we are very lucky to have that. It's it's going to really push Ocala to the forefront of the horse community, which it already was, but this might be the the, the feather that tips the scale. And when I say a feather, it's a billion dollar feather. So it's an expensive, it's like a, a really, really expensive feather. But anyways, the point is, is uh, we've got uh, some really fun stuff. If you go to our Meldon Law Facebook page, you can check out our free giveaway. So without further ado, we're going to go forward with our next guest, Miss Rennie Henderson. Rennie, welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. Thank you so much. Can you all hear me okay? I think so. Yes. Tammy, can we hear everybody? Tammy's giving me the head, the head, our producer's giving me the thumbs great, up here. Great. Thank you. So we're, we're good to go. Um, so Rennie, I want to talk to you a little bit, of, first of all, about your background. So uh, where are you from originally? New Orleans. New Orleans, New Louisiana. Orleans, Louisiana, originally, yes. And, and so what brought you to North Central Florida? So I, I have a long history with Florida. I lived mm-hmm. in Florida for many years. I've um, been a newspaper and magazine publisher, so I've moved around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I actually left Florida in 1999 from Key West. So Ooh. a few years ago, came to the opposite end of the state. I'm right? going to Up Key here. West this weekend. I'm, exci- I'm yeah, excited about it. Yes. <laughs> um, what, what brought me here was um, I was brought in as the publisher for the Gainesville Sun and the Ocala Star Banner wow. in, in 2019. Yeah. So that, that's a huge deal. Obviously, the Gainesville Sun and the Ocala Star Banner, they're both owned by the New York Times, correct? Not anymore. That's okay. the, 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 It's Gannett. Gannett and the Gannett. USA Today Network. Well, there you was, go. It was New York Times many, many years ago. So that's so. So I'm learning. I always learn See? everything. Like that's that's what I remember. I was living in Fort Lauderdale the last four years, so I'm learning too as we go on. 
But do you still work for the Gainesville Sun and the Ocala Star Banner? No, I do not. So I was, that's what brought me here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm very familiar with almost the whole state of Florida. I have never lived in this part of Florida. Uh, kids and, and or my daughter and grandkids are near, nearby along with other family. So I was thrilled to be up in the Gainesville and north central Florida area. It's a little different than Key West, huh? You think? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, but I was very excited about that. So um, – The the Gainesville Sun and the Ocala Star Banner, Leesburg Daily Commercial, I was brought in as a regional group publisher Mm -hmm. for them. Uh, My position was part of a very large restructuring, and uh, and it was eliminated in in March of 2021. How long were you in the newspaper industry for? Oh, almost uh, very long, like 28 years, long time. Oh, my God. Long time. You know, that's such a – the newspaper industry is so interesting to me because – when I grew up, it was always we'd always have the Gainesville Sun delivered every morning, and the first thing I remember doing is pulling the the newspaper at six a.m. in the morning, right. and I would read the sports page, and my dad would read the front page in the local uh, right. section, and it was something that was, um, I mean, it's one of the few memories that I remember every morning is right. reading the the newspaper, but as times change, uh, you know, certain you know tastes change and. And today, you know, you see more news being consumed online than right. ever before, um, which I think is, um, you know, a good thing in some respects. But in, s- in other respects, I think the, the media had a, a lot more, at least the, the, the newspapers had more credibility back in the day because they were really um, intent on trying to find the truth and not be the first to break a story, right? It was very different. It yeah. was different. And again, that was, you know, kind of pre-internet days, right? And so it, it, it was very different. I think now um, you, what you find, especially in larger cities, is newspapers are sort of losing touch with their communities. But yeah. um, this it wasn't a local decision. It was part of a corporate restructuring. Yeah. And um, so uh, it was many of us. Many of us were eliminated, on, on, you know, back in March of 2021. So. But, it, but it led to better things. Because, I think so. Because my understanding is that you're quite the story that you believe in stories and Absolutely. you're quite the storyteller and and instead of just trying to beat everyone to the punch for a story uh, for the news so to speak you're you're able to tell stories now that's exactly right so let's talk a little bit about what your 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 uh, new venture is i want to make sure i i read it correctly it's the, called the gainesville city lifestyle magazine that is correct all right and so let's tell the listeners a little bit about what that is yeah so the gainesville city lifestyle magazine um, many of you might remember the Gainesville magazine mm-hmm. that was um, that was a product of the Gainesville Sun, a basic lifestyle magazine mm-hmm. kind of covering the community. Um, that had been around for many many years, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it was eliminated also with mm-hmm. my position. Mm-hmm. They, uh, many of the niche products went away, mm-hmm. so I felt like at that point that there was a or could be a void in the community. Mm-hmm. So, so, that, so, I, so it's actually, I, I affiliated with Lifestyle Publications. We're in about 140 markets. Wow. Um, I, it is a franchise, so mm-hmm. I, bought, I bought it for Gainesville. Wonderful. Specifically mm-hmm. to be able to um, cover all the positive aspects of the community, mm-hmm. um, covering sto- stories, like you mentioned, storytelling. So, you know, taking a local business like Meldon Law, like mm-hmm. Spurriers, and mm-hmm. talking about um, kind of that alter ego in a very positive way, you know, looking at all of the different other aspects that we all have. I, I've, I, I have seen the magazine and the stories, and it, it's, it does get more in-depth than it, it can be on just like on a daily basis. Um, 
you know, let me ask you this. What, well, what volume are you on right now? So we launched October a year ago. So oh. I'm turning one year old in October. Oh my God. And it's, and it's a monthly publication. It is monthly, so, so this would be the, your, your, my 13th. your 13th. Correct. And, and this is something that if you want to know about small businesses, including ours or, or Spurs or, or a bunch of different new businesses, uh, this is the only way you're going to get the, the stories in, in, in one place. And, is it is it just published in print or do you do it online? What, what's the um, and how can people find out about it? Yeah, we do have a digital version as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we are primarily a print product, mm-hmm. and a lot of people kind of are, are a little. How can you be doing a print magazine in this day and age, especially when so much print is struggling? But again, like I mentioned, our our mission is to be that community connector and really focus on positive, uplifting stories. Mm-hmm. And um, we we frankly, I'll be honest, we shy away from anything that's polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, controversial or political i mean let let other outlets cover those right types of stories you're not you're not trying to, <laughs> to say something provocative just to get listeners that's exactly right yeah. that's, that's exactly right so so we we do look for things that are compelling but yeah. but but uh, you know but 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 of interest to people and, and uplifting and so our digital version is there but we are primarily a print product I, and i'll tell you and I'm, I'm sure there's listeners out there this is the truth is i always veer towards paper over uh digital i just can't don't like digital because I can't get it all on my hands and flip through it quickly. Yeah. And so for me, we, we still do a written newsletter every month from our law firm. We've been doing it for 16 years now. We've never missed a month and we write it all in house. Uh, not as, not as, uh, as intricate as the lifestyle. It's only a four page newsletter, but But the fact is we don't do it email. We only send it in paper. paper. And so that way uh, people have it in their kitchen. They can read it. It's well received and it's well received. That's, we have our, our, we keep getting subscribers. And I think, I'm not sure, but I think it's, it's either they they don't want to unsubscribe to our newsletter (laughs) because it's too much work or what I like to believe is because they like to have recipes and they like to have the crossword puzzles and the things that they can have in their hands instead of just being on this screen that, that, you know, just you can you get distracted and you, well, you flip don't through have it the permanence, and you don't have the you perm- know like like printing something out and walking around yeah. with it. Um, you had asked about you know how people can 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 get us, and yeah. anybody can subscribe. So we are direct mailed to certain neighborhoods, but anybody can 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 get the magazine at right. no charge. And when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in about a, a little less than two minutes, okay. and we're gonna go into you know where people can find the okay. magazine, how they can subscribe. I want to talk about some uh, upcoming feature stories okay. that we may be uh, looking out for. And if someone has a business, I'm assuming they can contact you absolutely to uh, determine whether it's something that would work for them and for your magazine, and it would be a, a good fit. You bet, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're uh, going to be coming back in about a minute. Um, once again, I want to let everyone know out there, that we're here at Spurrier's Grill and Grill. If you can see the the helmets in the background, uh, Randy, I don't know if you've been here before, but this place is pretty incredible. It's amazing. It's a uh, it's a museum with food in it. It's what it's I say. Very good very food. Very good food. Yes. yes, all the food is farm to table, and uh, they I think they have one or two freezers in the whole restaurant. It's huge. It's got like. I think 20,000 square feet, something like that. And the only freezers are for ice cream from what, was, from what I was told. So all the, awesome. the food is coming in uh, fresh. And so this is the type of business that Rennie um, features in, yeah. in her Lifestyle magazine. And so uh, we're going to go to a break. And uh, once we uh, come back, we're going to get into how uh, you can be featured in uh, Gainesville magazine. I think a lot of listeners out there are going to want to know, okay. know the, all the information on that. 
and a little bit about you know what we can expect to see in the future with regards to uh, the magazine and its growth and and how we're going to make it so it's you know the must-have oh. uh, magazine of Gainesville, Florida. So uh, let's go uh, to our first break, and when we come back, we will uh, continue our conversation. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. Being a client at Melden Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcomed by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems, and I would feel safe with him. Okay, we're back here for the final segment of this episode of Melden Law and Friends podcast. We have Rennie Henderson here. Uh, Rennie has got an ex- extraordinary story. Uh, she has uh, been in the newspaper industry for almost three decades, uh, has lived all around the southeastern United States, born in New Orleans, lived in Key West, and has now decided to make Gainesville her home. And in doing so, she has started the first ever Gainesville City Lifestyle Magazine. So this is one of a kind. Yes. Uh, she's celebrating her one-year anniversary uh, in October. In October. So this is a great time for people out there to be uh, learning about this magazine because, number one, you can educate yourself on some incredible businesses that are uh, here local in Gainesville, and Gainesville is growing at a fast pace. So if you don't stay up to date, you will not know. Trust me, I, le- I, I am up to date, and I learn new things Gainesville all the day. time. So I, uh, this is a, a great resource for the people who live in Gainesville, uh, not to mention um, you, uh, you can also – uh, possibly feature your business in Gainesville City Absolutely. Lifestyle. So let's go into uh, back to the beginning a little bit. Uh, first of all, if someone wants to get a subscription, what's the best way for them to get a subscription? The best thing to do would be to go to our website, mm-hmm. which is, um, it's very simple. It's citylifestyle.com slash Gainesville FL. So very, very simple, very simple way. There's a button on there that says email publisher. You just click mm-hmm. on it. Um, you can, there's also a place to subscribe on there. So we make it very simple. But if anybody gets confused with how to actually click the subscribe button, they can click the email publisher button and, and notify me as well. So there you go. And, and what's the uh, cost for a subscription per year? It, there's no charge. So, so um, we are direct mailed at no charge wow. to not to 100% of the households in Gainesville. That would, that would be very cost prohibitive. But, yeah. um, to certain demographic areas, kind of mm-hmm. higher end demographics, to be honest, and um, but anybody again can can have the magazine. We have a number of businesses mm-hmm. that are that um, several hundred businesses that get the magazine as well. Kind of typical place where you'd see magazines, restaurant, 
Scott's uh, dental offices. Um, so this is an in- incredible advertisement opportunity for people out there who are starting new businesses or have really successful existing businesses. Yeah. You know, would they be able to contact you through the website if they wanted to advertise in the magazine as well? Absolutely, yeah. yes. We, we, the, the website is very, um, very user-friendly to reach out to me. Um, we do offer a lot of content opportunities for local businesses. So, mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I want to say we don't do advertorials that that you charge money for mm-hmm. that we do we look for local content on businesses so um, we are always excited to hear about a new business that we can that we can feature that's tell their story that's incredible well look for those people out there who have not seen it yet and um, want an opportunity to uh, get Gainesville City Lifestyle magazine uh, I'm sorry yeah Gainesville City Lifestyle magazine they can go on the website and it's easy to get uh, if if you don't remember the website, just Google Gainesville City Lifestyle That's, Magazine. Right. Yes, yeah. we we'll see. Yes, we'll come right up. Um, also, if you happen to be taking a trip anytime soon, uh, we do have several hundred at the airport, right there in the kiosk um, near baggage claim and the rental cars. So several hundred at the airport through the Chamber of Commerce and, like I said, other local businesses as well. And so this is incredible. I'm I'm looking at what you've done here. I'm looking at your CV or or the, at least a little bit of it. And you're also a Gainesville Chamber diplomat, um, a BANCF ambassador, uh, a Rotarian, and a member of GAWN. So, yeah, so, yes, I do, but I want to, can you let the uh, sure. audience know what BANCF ambassador yeah, means? We, we, we live in a world of acronyms, yeah. don't we? Yes. Um, we call it BANCF, BANCF Builders yeah. Association of North Central mm-hmm. Florida. Um, they do a, a horseshoe tournament. They do. Yes. And a fishing tournament, yes. charity fishing tournament, yep. which is in Crystal River, um, which, which I was a part of this last did spring. You, did you win? I, I was there as a volunteer, so I was ah, working the way in, okay. watching all the exciting fish come in, and, you know, <laughs> the fun part. No, I didn't go out and fish. I could have. I loved to fish. but um, And GAWN is Gainesville Area Women's Network. Okay. So um, I... That Gainesville is a very, very um, easy community for a newcomer. Very easy to get involved, Good. and and I felt very welcomed when I, of course, I came here as publisher for the Gainesville Sun. Uh-huh. That was short lived, um, you know, just transitioned to owning this new magazine, and it's just been a really great community to jump in and get involved with. Wow, yeah. I mean that's and that's the way to do it. You got to you got to join organizations, and yes. you got to you, you have to make a choice. What's incredible is that you've done this basically on, basically on the heels of covid so salute to you yeah thank you i appreciate that that's a a, i think it's been a a tough couple years and uh, the people who are really intent on going out there and making things happen i think have the opportunity to do so and some people um you know it's been a really difficult time so uh, we're hoping that continue uh, gainesville continues to grow let me ask you this what have you found about you said gainesville has been a welcoming community uh, you know, what do you think um, about Gainesville in terms of its growth opportunities and, you know, the fact it's a little different than most of the um, cities in north central Florida? It, it is different, and it's, 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 it's different from a lot of the communities. I think I might have mentioned we, our magazines are in about 140 markets across the country, all mm-hmm. of them very hyper-local. Many of our markets are very, very affluent and very, um, very up upper end. Gainesville is a little bit of everything, which mm-hmm. I just love about Gainesville. It's not, you know, we're not, we're a college town, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, we're all about the Gators, but we are, um, we're agricultural, we're, mm-hmm. we're um, eco, we, we're just, we, you know, we're business focused and the, the growth, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, just in the short time I've lived here, yeah. which is going on four years, the traffic. 
right? Well, <laughs> so much worse. It's going it to get worse and, and worse. But but I look at that as progress. So yes. I'm sitting here in all this traffic and thinking it wasn't like this three years ago, two years ago. I'm thinking, well, we've grown so much. Well, look where we're sitting in now. If you and guys have not been out here before, here. It's Celebration Point is brand right. new. And we've got this. Uh, not only do we have this restaurant, we have stores. We have other restaurants. Yes. We have a state-of-the-art movie theater, which Gainesville did not have. It's beautiful. We didn't have any IMAX or whatever, RPX or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Uh, so we're moving into the 21st century, uh, and that's a good thing. not too fast. I think we're growing at a nice pace. We, uh, exactly, so. exactly. Um, so with regards to uh, Gainesville City Lifestyle, are there any articles that are uh, coming up that you want to talk about or any uh, businesses that sure. you've enjoyed? featuring that maybe uh, people can go out there and grab the magazine sure. take a look at? Every every month is a lot of fun. Um, we do have themes each month, and so um, our November, our October issue is going to be out probably towards the end of this week mm-hmm. as food and drink. So Ooh. we'll be featuring, you'll see lots of information about different restaurants, recipes, our, our picks. You'll see mm-hmm. a whole lot of that, more than normal. Um, November is going to be our um, thankful issue, where we'll be focusing some of the nonprofits and um, community organizations that we're very grateful for, mm-hmm. um, as well as talking to some local business leaders and business owners about their um, holiday traditions. And we're going to carry that over into December also. I love it. So it's, so you have a focus on, on making it relevant and, um, and locally Correct. centered. We, and, we need, and we need that, honestly. It's a very difficult. Uh, Gainesville is, is, is growing, and, and I feel like it's, it's growing. <laughs> Yeah, at a very good. fast pace, and we want to still keep it local, yeah. keep it personal, and keep it so, so you know you know your neighbors. I remember I always told told people when I was growing up, um, at least when I went just just I was growing up, I was born and raised in Gainesville, but I was used to walk on the sidewalks here, and everybody would look each other in the eye and say hello and yeah, and nod their head, each other. and everybody knew each other. And now it's it's not always like that, but we're just trying to keep it that way. Because I think the world's a better place where people acknowledge each other. It's still a small-town feel. And it's still got a small-town feel. Now, uh, have you checked out Ocala at all? Yes, I used to be the publisher for the Ocala Star Banner, yeah. so I, was, I used to spend quite a bit of time there. Talk about growth. That, that place is They've exploded. Going, it's exploded. Yes. They've exploded, yeah. And so I think Gainesville, I mean, and we, we also just opened an office in Lake City as well, and Lake right. City is, is growing at a fast pace. I think there's only so much land in South Florida that people have to keep moving up north. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So uh, with that being said, Rennie, is there anything, any other events or anything else uh, re- regarding the Gainesville City lifestyle you want to talk about before we? Uh, we finish up the yeah, uh, you know, I, I just want to make sure that everybody's aware that um, we're very approachable our team is very all approachable we are very interested in story ideas especially stories that are positive and uplifting mm-hmm. and so we always urge people to reach out to us mm-hmm. um, it, I will mention um, my favorite issue so far in, in this one year period in May we do the women's issue for mm-hmm. Mother's Day and in June we did um, the men's issue for Father's Day. Awesome. And we focused on four um, community leaders who were female in May and did the same thing in June mm-hmm. for the men. And I, I really had a lot of fun with that because it was people who um, really are ingrained in this community and really very family-focused. And, and it was it, that, that was a lot of fun to focus on very cool. people like that. So, I, so for those of you all that, that don't know this, my father obviously um, – generally host the show he's in mediation today so uh, on one of his cases so he called me at 315 says carrie run out there and do the podcast <laughs> i said yes dad whatever you you, you, you jump you jump i did you say you jump and i and, and i say how high but 
you know, he, he really wanted to be here. He, this is his favorite uh, day of the week is this podcast because he loves talking to the new, and I do too, actually. It's, it's much more fun being in here than sometimes being behind a typewriter right. or a computer, I should say, typing out yeah. um, memos or motions. But uh, one of the notes he put on um, your description today, I need to ask you about this, is that you are a certified specialist of wine. Oh, yes. And he has in handwriting here, you can see on the bottom, good topic, <laughs> uh, Paso Robles, Austin Hope, yeah. Veuve Clicquot, uh -huh. and S Santa Margarita. I used to sell all those brands. <laughs> yeah, I, in, a so, former, in a former life, I was a, um, I was a uh, wine and sales rep. Oh. And so I, be, I decided to get certified as a CSW. So for his edification, just as a... As a you know, off-topic analyst of, of those three wines, how would you rate them? Uh, uh, first, Paso, Robles, Austin Hope. So, because he's going to be listening to this, so I, I'm yeah. not familiar with that particular okay. wine, but I will say Paso Robles as a as a um, a wine region is yes. stellar, absolutely. So Paso Robles is the is the region. See, I don't know anything about correct. Wine. It's the Appalachian. Austin Hope is the is the the vinery or the winery. That's whatever, correct. Yes. Whatever you want. The vin so it's it's an Appalachian yeah. um, is what. Um, Paso Robles is, so very gotcha. known for red wines. And then Santa Margarita. So that's a Pinot Grigio from Italy. Okay. And it's quite good, very light and crisp, nice for our climate here. Well, there you go. So and Vauclicot, that is Champagne. <laughs> so you never you can know, go wrong with that. So my dad actually went to the region of Champagne oh, in France, lovely. and he brought back a bunch of Vauclicot. And how lovely. So that's, his, that's him and his uh, wife Patricia's uh, favorite Champagne. Tell, tell your dad that he can... We can talk wine anytime he wants. There we go. So, we, so he's going to be watching this. He, uh, I had to ask you about those oh, wines because no, I had the notes here. And the last thing he wrote is that you were an LSU graduate. I did go to LSU. Don't hold that against me, please. Oh, it's okay. I really, truly love the Gators, and I mean that sincerely, much to my parents' chagrin. I and, love the Gators. And you love uh, – but you must love food if you're from New Orleans, I, right? I do love food. I yeah, mean, that's I, like the food capital of the world yeah, right I'm there. A I'm a foodie. A little too much sometimes. Do you have any wine or food featured in Gainesville City Lifestyle? So we do feature food items almost every single month. We have a, a, um, a section called Culinary Creations. Mm -hmm. We also have a section called Food and Drink. So we usually feature different types of restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they do a recipe, sometimes they don't. So we do. Um, I, we have done stories on wine. We have. I want to do more of that. So yes. look, look for more of, more, more of the food and wine pairings, and you will see more of that, especially now that our page, page count has continued to grow significantly. You know what's, what's, what's really crazy about Gainesville? Is there's so many, um, not, this is, I mean, this is alcohol-related, but this doesn't have to do with wine. Is there's a lot of breweries. Yeah. Like, and they've, they've all pop, popped out in the last 15 years. Um, and, and they're very good. And they're very good. That'd be a, a fun episode, too. That would be, absolutely. Yeah. We, we have a, another template feature called Hops and Vines. So all, it's funny. It's like here you're reading my mind. We, this is all like in our planning calendar. <laughs> yeah, so, so this inquiring minds want to yeah, know. So. Okay, but there's a lot of non-alcoholic uh, features as well, so oh, don't we, think we're a bunch of luscious No, we here. love ice cream and milkshakes. Too. We love ice cream and milkshakes as well. Okay, well, we had a great episode, Rennie. Uh, before we go out, once again, can you let – the listeners out there know how to contact you. Yes, absolutely. Best way would be through the website, citylifestyle.com slash 